we're in an era of rapid change where resilience is vital. The Devoot for Thought podcast dives into the most important topics in government and technology today. Our host, Devoot Goats, sits down with his vast network of colleagues to dish on the tech challenges that affect us all. Follow this podcast on your favorite platform and join the conversation by sharing it on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Direct Technologies Davoud for Thought podcast. I am Davoud Potts, and I will be your host today. The way I stay up with the pressing topics of tech and government of today is to tap into the panel of experts I've had the honor of connecting with over the years. Today, we have Bill Maley on our podcast. Bill is currently the CEO of Maley Media. He has more than 20 years of experience working in government communications, media production, and publishing. Some of Bill's previous positions include Deputy Press Secretary for the Office of Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger from 2006 to 2008, Director of Communications for the Office of the State CIO from 2008 to 2011, and he was also the founder and editor of TechWire from 2011 to 2016. Bill, without sharing more about your background, since I'm going to be asking about it, I want to welcome you to this episode of our podcast and ask you to tell us about yourself. And for someone who doesn't know about you, please give us an overview of what you have done and what you're currently working on. Welcome to the podcast, Bill. Thank you, David. Uh, really uh, appreciate the invitation to come on the podcast. Love what you're doing here with this. Uh, what a great opportunity to uh, check in with uh, the technology community. As you know, we, we go back working uh, together in, in state government. Um, we work together. Uh, I think you were the agency information officer for the Department of Food and Agriculture, that's at correct. the time, uh, but uh, you have said, well, after that, you uh, became the director of OTEC and I think some other positions as well. But my, I, you know, I come from state government. Uh, I spent, uh, gosh, um, I think it's close to 20 years. It's getting, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 years, uh, starting off with um, the Department of Justice uh, back uh, a long time ago in the 90s. Uh, working for the attorney general as uh, first as an intern um, and then working for his speechwriter and then eventually working as a deputy press secretary. And then I, I bounced around government a bit and uh, came in with the Schwarzenegger administration to the executive branch. And I think one of the more interesting uh, jobs that I had was working for is the communications director for the state and consumer services agency, which is more or less now what GovOps is, right. which had um, uh, the department, had the department of general services and eventually what became the department of uh, technology services and the, the data center, which uh, as you know, um, combined the health and human services data center and the Teal data center to become the, the Department of Technology Services, I think is what it was called. And you were there, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, back in the day. Yep. So I guess I was uh, lucky to be around when all that uh, foundational work was happening. And then of course, I, you know, I, I, uh, I was in the governor's office, as you mentioned, 
And, uh, and as I was, uh, I spent a, a few years there in the press office. And as I was leaving, um, or I should say, when Terry Takai, the state CIO came in, they asked me uh, who, who might be a good person to, to head up communications. And so I raised my hand and said, I'll do it because I was really interested in that. And mm -hmm. so I spent a few years there as well. So, um, and, you know, I have since left government, uh, as you mentioned, started TechWire and then, uh, you know, have done some different things. Today, I'm, I have a, a small media company and I, I help clients and I, I, uh, I, I publish uh, information about uh, all kinds of things. And it's just great to, you know, work near government still. That's where my, um, my passion is. Right. Uh, so I'll leave it at that. Very good. Well, we go back a long way and uh, you've been around different departments. So uh, it's a very good leading to the next question. Bill, in your experiences uh, and dealing with some of the work that you're currently doing, what emerging trends are you seeing in, in, in this field, in our field, that we should all be paying more attention to? You know, obviously, uh, after the year that we've had, 2020 and the pandemic, and then also uh, the fires and the, um, you know, the, the rolling blackouts, and it just uh, seems like uh, how to keep things going, it should be, you know, top of mind uh, for everyone. And, you know, what are the what are the new ways to do that? Or what are the things that we should be considering uh, to, you know, uh, make sure that that is um, something that we can we can be ahead of, right? So having the infrastructure to work from home, I think some departments were really good at it and others, um, you know, had to really come up to speed quickly. I'm, I'm married to a, a state worker uh, who um, uh, suddenly we were, um, you know, we're all, and I, my child was uh, remote learning. So we're all learning uh, and working out of the house. And uh, boy, was that important to have good infrastructure. And it seems like the, you know, the emerging, uh, you know, things to stay on top of are related to just all that we've been, uh, you know, thrown this curveball with uh, 2020, um, you know, how do we stay ahead of it? Exactly. So, yeah, I agree with you that the pandemic has um, given us a new way to look at the work environment and the workforce. So I think you would agree that adjusting to the pandemic was challenging for almost all organizations. And now everyone is or should be thinking of what the next major disruption like the pandemic is going to be and how can we better be prepared for it? So resiliency is a big topic of conversation these days. It is at least at Direct Technology. What are some examples of resilience you have seen in the past year? And what is the one thing organizations should be doing to improve resilience? Yeah, well, I think that uh, broadband infrastructure is critical. You know, the, elect the electricity grid uh, and having dependable electricity is obvious. You know, we take it for granted. Uh, perhaps, you know, both of those things we've taken for granted, but um, we shouldn't. Uh, to, you know, to answer your question, um, I, I think this, the state of California has done a fantastic job in uh, helping their employees uh, work remotely and be understanding and flexible and, um, and you know, maybe it's a little, uh, a little less on the technology and a little more on the human 
the need for just understanding and being flexible and, um, you know, uh, understanding when uh, people are having challenges, all of those things go along with the, the different approach to work. So, you know, th- I think uh, the state of California should be complimented for their, um, you know, effective use of broadband technology and remote working and, you know, distributing laptops and, and all of the that they had to do just to keep things going. Excellent. Definitely broadband is needed uh, in order to make this remote work happen. You mentioned electricity also, because one of the major incidents, major disruptions could be a regional power outage. Mm-hmm. How would organizations be able to um, continue their business without power? Or should there be a civil unrest? Will organizations be able to be resilient and continue their operation? You know, we have seen recently the disruption that happened in the oil pipeline. We have seen recently the meat supply be disrupted by um, distribution of meat uh, be distributed be d- disrupted by uh, cybersecurity incidents. So all of these are areas that uh, organizations can do to improve resilience. My next question, Bill, is about motivation. At Direct Technology, we always talk about how we're going to get a project done. But we also ask ourselves, why are we doing what we are doing? We even have a department of why that our marketing team has called themselves. What is your why? What motivates you in your work? That's a great question. Well, and I mean, kudos to you and your team for having, you know, being well-grounded enough to, to ask that question because it's so important. There's so much more than the bottom line. You know, if you're, if you're in this business, uh, you know, serving people, government technology, serving people, digital services, however you want to put it, um, there's real, there's so much more to it than just simply uh, being in business. And um, I mean, the, the why for me, I think it just, it goes back to public service. That's where I, I came from and, and uh, you know, spent most of my career. So um, finding ways to better serve the people, I think, uh, is, is, you know, what else is there really? How do you do that? What are what are the ways to measure that? How do you know that you're really hitting the mark? And who is it that needs help the most? Uh, those are things that really should be driving the priorities. And, right. uh, you know, so, I mean, to answer your question, it's, it's public service. Absolutely. Right. You may not be in uh, public service right now, but you are uh, married to someone who is, so you're still contributing. So thank you for your service. Absolutely. I mean, I can't take credit for um, the the great uh, work that my wife is doing, but like you, Davud, uh, it gets in your blood, and you uh, you know you don't go very far away from that. And uh, and you know, there's there's life after uh, public service in different ways. And and you're you're in that same business. I'm I'm interested in knowing how to improve things for everyone and and mm-hmm. how uh, to make government more effective and more transparent and more 
equitable and, um, you know, really just helping people get the services that they need and having a modern government deliver it. That's why we call ourselves a direct technology, the human side of tech. And that's why we are starting to do these interviews and finding out different aspects of public service and what motivates people. My next question, Bill, I know you don't have a large team right now, but you've been part of large teams before. Um, what inspires innovation on, on your team, on any team? Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a great question. You know, I, I think about um, the different situations where new ideas came in, innovation, new innovation, what inspires that? I think that it's inclusiveness and it's uh, letting um, letting anyone participate uh, based on merit, you know, not um, based on someone's title or some hierarchy, but really just the merit of the ideas, uh, meritocracy, you know, just being able to contribute uh, and and having uh, you know having your ideas heard and, and, you know, be considered for the value uh, that they offer. I think that's maybe one of the most important things. And so I'm thinking of uh, times when I was in government and uh, we would hear new ideas, you know, come from all directions. And, um, you know, the, the ones that really stuck were, uh, they came from the people that were working closest to the program, you know, or the, or the client or customer, people that were right there on the front lines. Exactly. That's why whenever we had to do an IT project, we would go and get the real requirements from the program. That's why we needed to know what was broken and what needed to be fixed. Um, what is something that would surprise people about you, Bill, uh, about you or your background or your interests? I've had some interesting experiences, I suppose, working in government. Um, working in the, the governor's office was uh, super exciting. Um, I got to go on lots of field trips and travel places and, and do interesting things. I, I toured lots of facilities uh, throughout the state with the governor. So um, I, was, I was really fortunate to just travel a lot and um, take in a lot of experiences. So you know, maybe the one the one thing that might be surprising that people wouldn't um, expect about me is um, when I was young, uh, really young, I was into skateboarding, and yeah. uh, I was actually sponsored uh, by Santa Cruz Skateboards to skateboard, and they would uh, they would uh, take me places, and I would travel, and I was I was just a kid, uh, but it was super fun, and um, I was okay. I was I wasn't uh, I didn't feel like I deserved it at the time, but. Um, it was pretty awesome. So yeah, I would not have guessed that about you. So that's something new I learned about you. That's pretty cool. And my last question, Bill, where can people find you and keep tabs on what you're working on? And how can people support your work? Well, thanks, Davood. So I think, you know, LinkedIn is probably the, the place where uh, most professionals uh, live online these days, you know, so posting content and just uh, keeping up with what's uh, new and the latest in our industry. So I would say uh, LinkedIn, um, check me out. Very good. Thank you so much for joining us today, Bill. Thank you to all the listeners out there for joining us as well. We will see you 
in the next episode of Davud for Thought, where we will shed more light on the human side of tech.